Good morning, Vietnam. I mean, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. We are live on 103.9 FM, WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. If you guys want to text in this morning, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. The phone line this morning. It's just me in the studio. Got plenty of time for phone calls. 601-879-0002. I have one request on phone calls, and I'm gonna it's gonna become a zero tolerance thing here. If you call in, have your radio turned off. That's really all I got. You know, obviously follow the rules of uh, you know, watch your language. But other than that, it's a free for all on the phones. We can uh, we can talk about whatever y'all want within reason. I'm good with aliens. If y'all want to talk about aliens? I love talking about aliens. Jackson is full of a bunch of aliens. That would be the only valid excuse for some of the behavior. Well, you know what? If you ask, you shall receive. Let's take an earlier phone call than I expected. Good morning. You're on there. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) How can I help you this morning? I was wanting to talk about a subject of dealing with Mississippi. And that's fine. I wanted to talk about a certain law that's in Mississippi. And, and it's not only Mississippi. It's around the world also. Sure. And the topic, and the topic is, um, you know, the life without the possibility of parole. And that's a subject that, you know, you would like to talk about. Because I feel like, you know, life without the possibility of parole is really a death sentence in my eyes. And I don't know, you know, how other people view it. Because, you know, they don't have a possibility of parole. I mean, eventually they'll die in prison, right? Or, you know, no matter what the crime is, especially with the habitual offender. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm pro-death penalty uh, in, in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I do understand the, poss- the life of possibility without parole. Mm-hmm. Was, but here's, here's where it's become more prevalent here lately. I heard Bubba Bramlett, the DA from Rankin-Madison, talk about this last week. When that girl from Pearl uh, had her trial, the one that smashed her baby on the ground and killed it um, last Uh year, they got her life without the possibility of parole instead of having to go. That that was and that was agreed to in the plea deal instead of having to go to trial and everybody relived that that day and all that. Uh She agreed to that, and he said, "Look, I would have gone for the death penalty, but the problem is, he said, the last death penalty I went for back in '03." And that guy is still alive, is alive today, as he was in 2003, fighting appeals and and all that. And I understand that we've killed some people, not Mississippi, that I'm aware of. I'm sure it's happened. But I mean, I know that people have died with the death penalty who were innocent. So mm-hmm. I understand the com- being conflicted on that as well. But I know a guy here lately, and I don't know how often you listen to the show, but there was a fella, um, gosh, his name's eluding me off the top of my head, but he was from South Jackson, a white guy killed killed his dad and stepmom back in 03 or so. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Okay, killed his dad and stepmom. I've had her I've had 
I've had the 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 woman, the woman's other son, her 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 natural son, biological son on my show, Zeno Williams, and uh-huh. they just let after he got two twenty year sentences, and he was he was seventeen. He was sentenced to life without parole, but they changed the law for for minors. They said you cannot give a minor life without the possibility of parole. Doesn't mean you can't keep them for life. But they got to have the possibility of parole. Well, I'll be dang after 20 years serving half of his sentence for a double gruesome murder. I mean, wow. they let him out within six months, within six months of getting out. And we fought about that on this show. They He got a DUI and not just a regular DUI. Like this dude was day drinking and wrecked his car in a ditch in the middle of the day in Pearl. Now, I, I've, been, I've been meaning to talk about this on the show. And I'm, I'm sorry for robbing your time here. You're welcome to have as much as you want when I get done. <laughs> um, within within the six months, he wrecks his car. They he went he, he got arrested, bonded out. Then of course MDOC picked him back up on the parole violation, and he just got sent back to prison for a year. They didn't revoke his entire parole, but they revoked it for a year. So anyway, I I, I, I kind of got off topic there, but that was somebody who got life without parole. A uh, uh, Supreme Court changed the rule for minors, and. It led to him getting out. He effed around. He found out. What What are your thoughts? I mean, so how do you feel about the death penalty? Do you think that people should go? Like, there's a double murderer. I mean, I have I mean, no problem with him spending like, the rest of his life in jail. I mean, that's a lot of people that like. Um, and for instance, like my father, he have he was sentenced to six life sentences without the possibility of parole. And you know, when it comes to that, it's like, okay, who did he kill? You know, who did he murder? What happened? And he was uh, sentenced under the uh, Mississippi Code 9999-1983, which is the habitual offender law. He had a, a felony when he was 15 years old, and he did a year in the rig. He did a year in the rig. He was a juvenile during that time. Mm-hmm. But when it was time for him to get sentenced in Madison County, and he was sentenced for aggravated assault, conspiracy, and on robbery and felony fleeing. But he got six licenses for it because he didn't flee out. He didn't kill. He didn't kill nobody. Hmm? He did not kill anybody. No, he didn't. See, he I have didn't. a I have a big problem with that habitual offender law when it the three strike thing or habitual yeah. offender, whatever they want to call it. I know back in the nineties when they were trying to, there was an overreaction to some stuff, and I definitely I'm, look. I'm a big fan of criminal justice reform, and I think we definitely need to go back and and look at some yeah. stuff like that. If and you didn't kill anybody. Or rape no, anybody? The you know. victim, I speak with the victim all the time, and he was like, you know, me and him, we built a bond with each other. He was like, you know, because my dad, you know, he wasn't charged. You know, someone put him on a crime, you know, said that he was a conspiracy, you know, with the crime, you know, when the guy got shot. You know, the guy who shot him actually only did 10 years, the one who actually shot him, because he, was, uh, he testified against my dad saying that, you know, well, he was the one who told us to do this. And then now I had seen a video on YouTube a month ago, and it was the guy, he's out now. And he was speaking like, you know, I lied on him. He was like, you know, they, they told me to say that for I want to get life. It was either me or him. And it's like, my dad, he's been in there 18 years now. And I'm like, do y'all believe in second chances? You know, I don't believe in life without the possibility of parole. And especially if you haven't murdered, you know, anyone. My dad, you know, he was young. You know, of course he done did things when he was young, but... I believe in second chance, you know, because if I wasn't given a second chance, if you wasn't given a second chance, you know, where would we be today? You know, it's not like he killed anyone. I mean, he's doing 18, he's been there 18 years. You know, no one have died, no one have nothing. I'm like, 
And that's just like I was looking up a case where, you know, some people who have third-degree felony shoplifting who, who could be a habitual offender, they can get sentenced to life for shoplifting. And I, I've been advocating. I got a petition uh, on change.org, you know, helping all Americans is the link to it. And, you know, I've been trying to get signatures because, you know, when they're back in session, the legislature's back in session, I want to bring forward the bill because last year they uh, it died in committee. The HB 286 died in committee dealing with the habitual offender in 1983. And I'm like, okay, it's coming back up again. So we all have to stand up because it's like a death sentence. Like, if you, if you don't have a possibility, you're going to die. Hey, let, let, let's let, let's do this. I, I would love to carry this conversation on. Um, let, let's let's have a conversation off air, and bring okay. bring me up to speed on this. If you'll okay. shoot if you'll shoot me a text, I'll call you when I get out of here today. I'd like to talk to you, and maybe have you on the show, and we could talk about this, and maybe try to. Yes, uh, most definitely we can. Um, yeah. uh, what what is the uh, number? I, I yeah. I'm at work now. I'm gonna get ready to clock in. I get off at six o'clock. So that's that's fine. To, that's fine. Shoot me a text, and I'll you know, and you can or whatever. My, you, you ready to write this down? Okay. Yes, sir. Seven six nine. Two four one. Nineteen forty four. Nineteen forty four. Yep. And, and I don't know what's sending me to your face. I don't. I never even knew about this face, and I was just on it this morning, and I was just hearing you talk, and I was like, let me call him. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to discuss some things. So, what is your name? So, this is my first time tuning in. This is this is the Clay Edwards show. I'm Clay Edwards. Clay Edwards. Yep. Guess what, Mr. Edwards? I wrote you last night on Instagram. What, what about the grace of God? I wrote you on Instagram. I got to go check and those I messages. If they, if those, uh, the, those, those, if I'm not following you, they go to that spam folder, and I, I don't go check those Same nearly enough. Question. But uh, yeah, well, good. Look, I'm glad you got in touch with me. Uh, shoot me a text with your name and number and all that, so I can uh, I'll know who to be expecting a call from at your six. Okay, seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. That's it. Okay, I got you, Mister Elbert. All right, thank, thank you. you. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh huh. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I like stuff like that. You know, which I mean, I guess that could give us a topic for this morning. What do y'all think about the habitual offender law versus? the life without parole should somebody be sentenced to life without parole that didn't kill anybody on the habitual offender thing do you think that is a an overreach i'm curious that's our question of the day should somebody who did not pull the trigger be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole guns and gear text line 769 769- Two four one nineteen forty four. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, the Clay Edwards Show. Glad to have you all back. This segment is going to be brought to you by Stonington Farm Beef. Today's the last day to get your order in for local delivery tomorrow up here in Central Mississippi. Check out stoningtonfarm.com. That's stonington with two N's, farm.com. Get some of that grass, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, Mississippi-sourced beef. Know what you're putting in your mouth. Meet the farmer. That's stoningtonfarm.com. You go to the website, select View Our Cuts. It's got the pricing and all right there. You'll call the phone number, which will be Miss Katie Stonington. She'll, you'll get to talk to the owner. She can talk you through any questions you may have. 
and boom, she'll send you over an invoice. You can pay um, in person with card, cash, however you want to do it. They got a little square thing to run your debit card or credit card, and you'll get your order. They're going to meet in Brandon, Florence, and Ridgeland. Uh, so usually around between like noon and two or something like that. So they'll let you know exactly what time they'll be where. So check them out. You won't be disappointed. They got ground beef. Y'all have heard me talk about it at nauseum. They got ground beef on sale for six ninety nine a pound this month. And uh, shout out to my buddy that's listening. After I talked about the bone stock yesterday, he said, we wasn't even going to do an order this this time. Had, had, had some left over. Decided to call back down there. And get some of that bone broth. You will not regret it. That bone broth is phenomenal. All right. That's Stonington Farm. Again, last day to get your order in for uh, local delivery tomorrow here in central Mississippi. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Good morning. This is Buddy. I'm fixed to pick some people off. Let's do it. On this deal of habitual offenders, I know a guy right now, five felonies, car thief, and he carjacked. He's back on the street after five felonies. He's on his way back. He won't work. He gets out on the street and he hustles. And and, and that's the other side to it too, right? Is for every for everybody that may be rehabilitated and maybe should get another chance, there's the people that keep getting excessive chances and keep effing around and finding out. Yeah, and let me tell you something. You talk about life in prison. When you get to be a total drain on society and you are you know you waste air give them the needle man why should we support them grind them up and make fertilizer i mean at least they'd do something productive i mean look these guys they lay around on their rears in jail they don't you know they got weight machines and they got cable tv they got all the stuff i'm paying for and they just lay in their scheme and what they're gonna do when they get out yeah, uh, learning how to become a better criminal. Yes, I mean, and you know, I mean, they're never going to be productive. I, they're never going to be any more than they are. They hurt people, and look, <clears throat> you know, a car thief doesn't hurt a person. Uh, they steal my car, and I've got a forty thousand dollar automobile, and when my insurance company gets depreciated, I get thirty thousand dollars for it. And I got to pay forty to buy, you know, another one back like it. They just hurt me. I mean, ten thousand, you know, some like having to replace a car, and on the deductible, it would bankrupt some people. It would me. So, I mean, if I if I had to, if I had to somehow or another, you know, unself ten thousand dollars right now, you know, over something, it'd be done. I, my deal is there's a forty two cent solution to it. You take them out, put them down their, on their knees, and put a, a uh, 45 slug right behind the left ear at about a 15-degree upward angle. And, I mean, people are going to say I'm cruel, but tell me, what do these do? I mean, there's some people that are beyond redemption. I mean, literally. And they say, well, they fight uh, abuse and all this kind of stuff. I am 43, July the 6th. I was 43 years sober. Now, two really prosperous career. <clears throat> I retired. Uh, I am, I think, fairly well thought of in my community. I do charity work. 
and uh, I still I am seventy four. I still go to I'm on now. I work every day, so you can't claim substance abuse because I was on a fifth and a half a day, and the only difference between my drug and their drug mine was legal. Yeah, and I, you tell me a guy that's been in. He has spent one quarter of his life in prison. He's on his way back right now because he's roaming the streets. And it's not that he can't work. I know for a fact he was given a place to live. He was got had a job. And all he had to do is go along with, you know, a reasonable program of rules and regulations, and he couldn't do it. So he's back on the street. So tell me, where's the redemption factor? No, you know, and that's the problem with some, and that's why people have like this lady is going to have a hard time getting sympathy from some folks because you got situations just like that, where you get these habitual offenders that get out and get given the second chance, and they screw that up or they kill somebody or hurt somebody or whatever the case may be. I mean, I understand her. I understand where she's coming from. I mean, I, I well, not personally because I, I I haven't had a family member be locked up like that, but you know, I don't mind giving her an opportunity to come on and explain what she's trying to do you know we, we well i mean i've got family members been to prison yeah uh one one went twice straight in his act up but he wasn't habitual so i mean but when you go time after time you know not about 90 days is all you spend out and they laugh and think they're funny if you ever talk to a, i call it a professional convict they think they're the smartest people in the world they will try to talk circles around you. And They're great salespeople. Oh, I want to say something about yesterday's topic, about the MHP trooper with all these allegations. Mm-hmm. Clay, you know good and well, if you and I had done something like this person being accused of, our name would be all over the news. Why in this person? I, I don't know. And I, the, the two journalists that... that put the story out being Therese and Kingfish. I know Therese. There's a reason they didn't, and just from a legal standpoint, I'm going to follow their reasoning because if they're not putting it out there, they're worried about some type of lawsuit based on the allegations. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why the name isn't out there. And uh, Well, let me say one thing. I work for a federal organization. We had an ethics and moral club. If something like this had surfaced, I'd have been out on suspension until it was cleared up without pay. And I think maybe, I, you know, I, I like full openness. And look, if I got picked up something like that, you or your daddy or any of the guys up there at the station, they'd, man, it'd be in headlines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Look, I get people coming out of the woodwork about things I did 25 years ago. Or allegedly did twenty five years ago, should I say? So trust me, I, I I get it, you know. But I'm just looking at it from a from a a legal a tort situation. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. So when they, when they make that name public, we'll we'll make it public too. All right, man. Look, I enjoy the show. Take care. Appreciate buddy. it, buddy. As always, thank you. Let's take another call here, real quick. And I got a bunch of your text messages. Hey, good morning, you on there. Good morning. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Okay, uh, this is Lacey. Oh, yeah. I I was calling about the young lady that just said that her dad was in prison. Yes. Uh, and they holding him. Well, 
I, I agree with her, should be released, because people that commit death crimes, they need to stay in there forever. My daddy was killed by this man, shot him in the head, and he had already killed two other people prior to that and had gotten away with their murders. Some kind of a way he got off. He went, he was out and he killed my dad. And uh, the, the law was on my dad's side. They gave him 25 years. They didn't say without the possibility of parole. They just said life 25. And at that time I was young. I didn't know. I thought 25, I thought that he was going to be in there forever. I just did. Yeah, 20, 25 but, years yeah, is a I, long time until, until it's up. Right. Well, well, my grandparents fought it for years trying to keep him in there because he kept trying to get out. Finally, he did get out. Nobody could do anything about it because he did his time. But then he became a minister, and I've heard that someone's killed him, you know, since he's gotten out because you live by the sword, you'll die by it. Um, but at any rate, I was just saying the young lady that called in, I agree with her. Her father should be released because it's just it's, it's almost like we got criminals running the the system. And we know that we do, but I'm just saying the judges and things, these people who are in charge of that kind of thing seem like they're criminals as well and need to be locked up. There, there's definitely some crooked people involved. I, you know, I don't think yeah. there's any doubt about that. Yeah. So I just wanted to comment on that. I agree with her. Her father should be, you know, I mean, if 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 he's not going to commit any more crimes, which nobody knows now. Yeah. But after being in there for something like that and not murdering or like you said, raping somebody, hey, I, let the man go. Yeah, but you if know, you are in there, just like the dude that just got off, he said that people are boasting and bragging. Now, if you're that kind, everybody knows you boast and brag in prison. The guards know, everybody knows. So why let somebody like that out? Yeah, I mean, I, un- unfortunately, I don't think you can do a one-size-fits-all type deal. I think there needs to be more nuance and look at things on a person-to-person level a lot of the right. times, because it's interesting. I would have guessed if you, if I had known that happened to your father, Lacey, and just knowing what I know about you and you know, in the in the friendship that we have, I would have guessed that you would have been like, "Hell no, keep them locked up forever." So it goes to show that there is no, there is no set way anybody believes based on their political leanings or personal experiences or or anything else. You just never know how somebody might think. That's why I'm glad you called in with that because I would have I would have guessed you were going to say that he should stay locked up you know, based on your past experiences. So that's interesting. No, it just depends on the crime. It really does. Uh, Murder is against God's law, and it's just devastating to families. You're not only killing that person, but you're killing, you're you're hurting that whole family. So I think those type people need to be locked up forever. Now, if you're in there for drugs or something silly, something stupid like that, uh, you should be in there for a good period of time. But I can kind of weigh that a little bit. But when you kill somebody, it's, that's, a, that's a terrible thing. You not only take that person, but you, 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 you destroy the family. You do. And, you know, it's it's just like when you lock somebody up for life without the possibility of parole or send somebody off for 10 years for a little 
for a little drug possession charge, what that does yeah. to the family. I mean, look, you know, I, I'm no, I'm no, uh, bleeding heart liberal by any means, but I can look at the city of Jackson and say, okay, how many people did we send to jail for extended amounts of time? Their, their kids were raised without a father or a mother or whatever the case may be. I, I'm not so hard headed that I can't look and say that's probably going to create a problem. Right. You know, if you do that enough. So, well, Lacey, yeah, great call true. as always. I was thinking about you the other day, man. Glad to hear from you. Oh, it's always good to talk to you. I listen to you every day. And what, if I miss it, I listen to the podcast, uh, you and Kim. And I still tell people about you guys. It's kind of hard to get people who are hard to the core um what is it, uh, uh, Democrat? Angry. It's hard to get them to listen to you guys. They don't want to listen because you have an R in front of your name, but that means nothing. Listen to the situation. And just like Kim says, right, wrong. You know right from wrong. So that's how you should be picking and choosing your choice, making choices. Uh, if you only listen to people you agree with, you ain't going to learn anything. Mm-mm. Lacey, That's true. Well, have a blessed I stand day. I on a platform every day, and I talk to people. I talk to those that I can talk to, but a lot of them you can't even mention Republican. They just go lose their minds. Yeah, mean, so, mean, you know, mean, I, meanwhile, the the, the, the the getting it out there. Meanwhile, the party they support started the Klan, and they're the real white supremacists. But hey, they su- really are. Support who they you don't want. Know it though. No. They don't know it for lack of knowledge. Yep. All right, Lacey. Thank you, sweetie. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. The Guns and Gear text line is jammed up. We're going to read some of your texts. Phone lines wide open, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We're discussing, hey, this show can take a hard left turn sometimes, or hard right, depending on your point of view. And, uh... We're discussing this morning the habitual offender law, life without parole for people who maybe didn't kill somebody. Should should they have the opportunity to get out? We're split right now on the two on the two callers. So let me know what you think. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, this segment is going to be brought to you by the Big Salad. They're back, and man, look, it is getting into the holiday season. And they want you to know that they are offering catering at the Big Salad. I was actually at an event election night, and it had a bunch of sandwiches from the Big Salad. A bunch of their subs. I kind of cut up. It's perfect for, for your office meetings, your holiday catering parties, any of that. The Big Salad located right there in Dogwood, right over there on... Let's see here. I'll tell you the exact address. Yeah, located on Market Street, right there in Dogwood, in Flowood. You can shop them. Not shop. You can order online. I guess that's the same thing. You can order online at thebigsalad.com. I know my buddy Chris Hinkle is going to hear me do this big salad, and he's going to pick at me. He says, I do the best big salad ad reads. Uh, but man, check out their salads. The antipasto, the miso sesame, the Mediterranean, the bravocado, chicken Caesar, Southwest chicken, strawberry apple, the club, the cob, and of course, you can just always build your own. And then they have all the soups, sandwiches, and more. They even have a salad bar. So check that out and uh, 
Check them out today right there, man. They got the box mills. These are great. These box mills. Guys, if you run car lots and you need to feed your crew, keep them there on a Saturday, close out at the end of the month, whatever it is, you don't want everybody disappearing for an hour or so for lunch, hit up the Big Salad and get their some of their box mills delivered over to you. They are available on DoorDash and Take a Break deliveries also. When I was um, in the car business out at Hair and Gear Toyota, we used to get these box mills from a different place, but... I'm sure the Big Salad is just as good or better than the other place. Anyway, my point being, everybody was satisfied, and these wraps and all that stuff look great. So check them out. The Big Salad, located there in Dogwood and Flowood. I'll tell you what, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, man, it's Roger. Um, hey, brother. This is something that, you know, I, I couldn't text in about this. Um, First thing I want to say is I am a huge law enforcement supporter. Like, I am pro-law enforcement all the way around. But I'm fixing to throw a twist into your topic. Okay. You've got habitual offenders that, yeah, they need to be locked up. You know, if they're a murder, major drug dealer, like Buddy said, give them some lead poisoning and, you know, be done with it. Um, to the lady that called in, you know, to start this whole deal, you know, hey, if her dad didn't do anything violent, you know, just some kind of petty stuff or whatever, you know, yeah, let him out. You know, give give him a chance for parole. Um, but here's the twist. The judicial system is twisted and jacked up as anything else I've ever seen in Mississippi. In 2009, I myself was falsely arrested and charged with four felonies, two counts of auto burglary and two counts of identity theft. It ruined my life at that time. I lost my job at AT&T. I mean, I lost everything I had. I had never been to jail before, no priors, nothing. All I ever had was just speeding tickets. You know, when you grow up on McDowell Road, you got a ticket for doing stupid stuff. But that's all I ever had. So when I'm trying to plead and tell these people, hey, I have no clue what the hell's going on, you know, the city of Ridgeland and Madison County, they're not having any of this junk. They're just ready to lock me up. You know, they, I had to get a real attorney and not just some public defender. And they approached my attorney with, hey, we'll give him life with parole option after 30 years. You know, y'all not even looking into what I did in the past, which is nothing, just speeding tickets. And y'all are trying to throw me away for life. You know, that's, that's, that's how jacked up this system is. Now, granted, it took me almost three full years and $30,000 to prove my innocence. You know, uh, GPS cell phone on my, on, uh, for my phone, um, you know, proved where I was. I was not in the city of Ridgeland when these times, you know, when these crimes were committed. One of the dates they actually just kind of threw on me and said, well, this crime was committed on this date and it matches the other one. So we're just going to go in and give it to them. So, I proved that I was in Biloxi at the time, you know, playing in a ball tournament. You know, just just like I said, I, it took me almost three years to prove my innocence. And what did they? What was the but plea they offered? Life, because it was four felonies. They offered me life with probation, with uh, parole, potential parole after thirty years. God, I almost said. I've got paperwork to prove. Yeah, no, I believe you. I believe you. Now here's here's the here's the screwed up situation about it. Of course, I tried to file charges against City of Ridgeland, Madison County, because Michael Guest was the one that was hammering me for everything. 
I try to go after them, you know, for false arrest, man, defamation of character and all this stuff. Nothing could not do it. Yeah, they got immunity no from all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I finally, it, hell, it cost me $30,000 to get, you know, my attorney fees, to get, it, you know, the everything null prosecute, get, get all the charges dropped, get my record cleared. But it's just the fact that, you know, I had to out of pocket this stuff, and I'll never see that a dollar again from that stuff. No, and that can ruin you. That can that that can easily go back to what Buddy was talking about: uh, bank getting bankrupted over somebody stealing your car, this, that, and the other. False accusations are the other thing. Look, man, people make mistakes, and, and that's also why I'm not so quick to to be like, "Yeah, life in prison, life in prison." Now, if they're guilty, they're guilty. I mean, you know what I mean, right? But right. all right, that's why you know I'm a little softer on the death penalty than I used to be. I'm like, well, let's just run it out, run its course. Let's make sure that we got the right person. That's right, and that's and, right. and whatnot. But once you once you've confirmed that you got the right person, and they've committed these crimes, then it, it all's fair and love and war. But your situation is terrible, man. I tell you that. I mean, that's why you get these innocence projects and stuff out there and they've gotten innocent people out of jail. Unfortunately, I mean, they've gotten guilty people out of jail too, but neither here nor there. I'm getting off course here. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're glad that worked out for you. Obviously Roger. And there should be some recourse. There should be some financial yeah, yeah. recourse for people who are proven innocent and they had to spend all that dang money on a lawyer to keep themselves out of prison for something they didn't ask to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, you know, my attorney first hit guest with, look, he'll he'll take a polygraph, and obviously, you know, you know, first thing they'll say was that's not submissible in court. Okay, well, two and a half years later, after we submitted all the cell phone records, the video, like the video of me at a ball tournament, you know, showing where I checked in, and that, you know, just so much evidence showing that I was innocent on all this stuff. Michael Guest then says. Well, if he'll go down to the to the Raymond Jail, there's a guy down there that does a polygraph. Pay three thousand dollars. We'll uh, if he passes it, we'll 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 drop the charges. What so was two and a half years later? What yeah, was they? Yes. What was the proof that they? How did they come to the conclusion it was you? They they showed a blurred video on Jackson's Most Wanted on WLBT back when Marsha Thompson used to do that show, do that that segment back in '09. I remember. And somebody called in and said that that was me. It was a blurred video of this guy who went to a nursing home, broke into some cars, and he was at, on a shopping spree at Walmart in Ridgeland. And they were, you know, like I said, it was a blurred video. Was, you know, average guy, six foot, 200 pound frame. Somebody called in and said it was me. <laughs> Love to know who that was. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, they take a bat to their but, knees. Uh, yeah, no doubt. So, but yeah, so that that's that was why I wanted to call in because the the the, the system is screwed up. You know, you, you got people that don't need to be in there. You got people that that need to be in there, and then you got people that just get screwed around all around. So, what's your what's your final verdict? Should there be life without parole for uh, for habitual offenders? Depending on what it is, non-violent habitual offenders. Yeah, non-violent habitual offender. Um, you know, I mean, if my 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 take is if you're constantly breaking into cars and, and doing crimes you know yeah yeah you, you need to be locked up for a long time definitely if you're a murderer major drug dealer something like that um you know 
I'm kind of leaning in on it. I'll give you an option for parole because people can change. I will say that people can change. So let's say somebody that breaks into cars all the time but never hurt nobody, never hit somebody, no, no violence, nothing like that, and he's in jail, he can get his life turned around, give him an option for parole. All right, real quick, Definitely let, do that. in less than 30 seconds, our guy out there in, in Rankin County, John Williams III, I remember his name, the guy that, got, that killed his dad and stepmom. Uh, when he was a minor, they released. He, he got forty years, um, and he served twenty. They they paroled him out, and we fought like hell to try to keep him in. Within six months, he gets that DUI, wrecks his car in a ditch out in Pearl, doing some day drinking, and they're sending him back for a year. I just want your quick opinion. Should he have to he serve the other twenty years? He should have never been let out from the get go. If he murdered somebody, he murdered he needs two to be people. Got rid of period. Premeditated, yeah, chopped them up, put them in a bag, and then drove them from South Jackson to Brandon. I can't believe he should. Then meanwhile, he should have got lead. He should have got lead poison. He, yep. should, he should have never even been here to give an opportunity to got out. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you got people in prison for the rest of their life without the possibility of parole that are nonviolent offenders. Roger, got to take That's my right. got to take my break, brother. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Yep. I'm gonna clip that up and um, put that out as a, as a standalone clip today. Roger's story is phenomenal. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Glad to have you all here. Man, that was a crazy first hour. A lot of interesting phone calls there. I would not have um, guessed that ever happened to Roger. That is wild. Let's see here. I'm going to tell you guys real quick, just tell you what the blue plate is over at Burgers Blues Barbecue today. All three locations, Flowood, is now open there at Dogwood. Of course, there's the downtown Brandon location as well as Madison. It's Thursday. Guys, y'all know what Thursdays are. It's one of my favorite things on earth to eat. It's country fried steak day. And, of course, they also have hamburger steak, mashed potatoes, corn, green beans as the side, and the... Of course, the entire menu is available there at Burgers Blues Barbecue. Again, the brand new location at Flowood in Dogwood is now open. So check them out. All right, let's read a few of your texts real quick to to cap off the hour here. Um, sorry, let me pull up. Uh, Miss Becky said uh, she loved Miss Lacey. By the way, so shout out from Becky to Lacey. We've got about 30 seconds here. Guys, tell you what, <clears throat> we got 30 seconds. Ain't no point in starting to read text messages. I'll do it at the top of the hour. Phone line's wide open. I wanted to talk a little bit about the insurrection at the DNC last night. We can, we will hit that as well as some other topics. There was an effed around and found out grand champion crowned in Jackson yesterday by JPD coming out hard. Uh, we'll talk about that as soon as we come back from the top of the hour news. Stay tuned. At some point, I'm going to have to just say number one show in the mornings and eliminate the no, the uh, eliminate the award-winning podcaster. Moose is getting time for a new intro. But, you know, I will say this. The award-winning podcasters, but it's kind of a, in professional wrestling, we do a lot of wrestling analogies here. In professional wrestling, it's called a rib. When you uh, when you mess with the guys, you kind of pull a prank on them. 
Well, I'm kind of ribbing Jackson Free Press. I won the Best Podcast Award with the Save Jackson Podcast, which was the predecessor to this show. And they quit giving the award away <laughs> the next year when they realized that nobody else was going to win it. Now, there's a lot of great podcasts in Mississippi now, especially in central Mississippi. Uh, we kind of started a podcast revolution here. Me, uh, There were some guys that were doing it before me, but <clears throat> I think I was the loudest in the bunch. I won't definitely won't say I'm the best. And now there's just a whole crew of great folks doing podcasts. I couldn't be happier for the people that have kind of come in and are blazing that trail of doing like the podcast. Because at the end of the day, like this show's not a podcast. This is a radio show that I put on a podcast. You know, for people who go back and listen to it afterwards. But there's folks out there that are doing the straight podcast. It's all they do. Uh, Danny Anderson and his crew at Alchemy Audio, I believe it's called. And they got a bunch of like different podcasts up under that. They're doing a great work. So it's really cool to see everybody getting into content creation, finding their voice, and not being scared to try. It's not easy. I tell you, man, I I have regrets about ever criticizing people who created any kind of like art. When I'm about art, I mean music, uh, anything like that. Because it is hard to do. So, you know, got a little diversion from the topic there, but <clears throat> definitely, uh, Definitely will always hold that over Jackson Free Press's head that the most, that one of the most um, far right wing, I don't really think I'm far right, but compared to the Jackson Free Press, I am far right. One of the most far right leaning individuals in the city won their best of award. Of course, I, I won it in 2020, the year they didn't actually have the best of awards. I had a, I had an acceptance speech planned to go scorched earth on every individual in that room. And of course, there was no award. They did it by video that year. So I filmed it and sent it to them. Guess whose guess who's acceptance speech did not get played? <laughs> Mine. I did it wearing a MAGA hat too. I was like, let me throw all the salt I can on these Fondren liberals. All right. <laughs> this segment... Brought to you by ClayBuysCars.com. That's ClayBuysCars.com. That's me. Some of your vehicle, car, truck, SUV, whether it's a $500 clunker or a $100,000, uh, well, there's a lot of things. It could be $100,000 now, right? It could be an F, it could be a F-150 or a Dodge Ram nowadays, but regardless of the price range, regardless of how old or how new, let me make an offer for it. And we'll go from there. Claybuyscars.com. It's got my contact information there. Shoot me a text. Shoot me some pictures. And I'll, I'll, I'll get you arranged with one of my buyers. And boom, we'll go from there. Claybuyscars.com. All right. Let's read some of your texts real quick because you guys were on fire that first hour. We took a complete diversion from what the topic I was going to do. And we're going to get to it too. Uh, a lady called in, a little quick recap here, because I know everybody had not had the radio tuned in since 7 a.m. Quick recap. A lady called in to open the show to discuss the habitual offender law in Mississippi, and she started a petition to try to get her father out. He's been in jail like, 18, 19 years, 20 years, something like that. Uh, life without parole, and he didn't kill anybody. Uh, you know, it was just it took us down a, down a conversation of uh, people calling in and giving their opinions on it. And people are on both sides of the fence. It's a interesting stuff. We've heard 
Roger's story, which is phenomenal. Uh, Buddy called in. He Buddy's Buddy don't hold back. <laughs> Buddy says just give them lead poisoning, habitual offenders, and get them on out of the way within within certain limitations. Uh, Lacey told a story about her father being killed and the guy getting out, becoming a preacher, and then getting killed. And uh, ended it with the, uh, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So uh, a lot of interesting takes this morning. So let's read some of y'all's on the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, Sean says, uh, okay, no, that was a different, different topic, different topic. All right, that was a per- private conversation there. All right, so John says, stay in prison or leave the country. You know, I still think that the, the military should be an option, especially when they're having a hard time hitting their recruiting numbers. Because, I mean, look, a lot of these guys, you know, these guys in prison, especially some of these habitual offenders, they got some dog in them. They got some dog in them. You know, send them over to, send them over to Ukraine or some of these places. Operation Human Shield. Let them go. Let them fight for their freedom. Yeah, it'd be better than jail. For some, you know, don't send a bunch of rapists and stuff over there. Uh, Josh says, this is all on the Guns and Gear text line, by the way. Josh says, personal use drug possession that only potentially kills the user or is a self-harm crime is one thing. Other larger drug crimes actually kill lots more people through different ways you may not recognize. Look, I have turned the corner a little bit. I used to be like, man, drugs are a victimless crime, and some are, as he stated. And then there's drug dealers who are poisoning their communities, especially now with fentanyl. I think if you're – I'm going to take a hard line here. I think if you're knowingly selling fentanyl or fentanyl lace pills or drugs, it should be automatic life without parole because you're trying to kill people. At the end of the day, you're trying to kill people. Our people are most likely going to die from that fentanyl. So that is my personal opinion on that. So take that however you will. We could do a whole show about that. And look, there's people out there off in some hood in Jackson or Rankin County right now. There's people with a pill press in the in their duplex or in their trailer or in their whatever. And they're pressing some pills that look like little yellow Norcos. Um, I don't know if they still make like the blue lore sets or any of that stuff, but are there whatever the popular pill is today, pain pill, opioid pill, they're in there, they're pressing it to look just like it, and they've got it mixed with fentanyl, and they're going to sell these pills to unsuspecting kids or just adults or whoever, and they're going to think they're getting a regular hydrocodone pain pill, but little do they know, that thing's laced with fentanyl, and bam, one pill kills. And I, I know I know several people that's happened to. Several people. You know, one of the avid listeners of this show, a former uh, a guy that's been a guest on the show, a friend of mine, Brad, happened to his brother. So, I think people that sell fentanyl pills, especially the people who don't know they're buying fentanyl, lock throw them away, throw away the key, lock them up, throw away the key. So let's see here, some more of your texts. Again, I appreciate all the. Uh, all the text this morning. Uh, Jess says it would be nice if the prison system was built different. Everything needs real change. And she said, fantastic idea. I mean, talking about my fentanyl idea there. Yeah, Jess, 
And Burl Kane, I mean, look, there's a lot of people that like him, a lot of people that don't. I'll give the man this. And, you know, he's not perfect by no means, and he's done some things I disagree with, like the John Williams III being paroled. He's kind of championed that because he'd been a preacher in jail and all that stuff. But one of the things they're doing now in prison is they're trying to actually rehabilitate some prisoners. Some people can't be fixed. You know, like some girls can't be saved. Some prisoners can't be fixed. Project Pat, y'all know I say it all the time. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Uh, women in the city of Jackson don't want to be saved. Some women in the city of Jackson don't want to be saved. But the people that do, the people that want to make the best of their time of a bad situation, learn a trade, learn a skill while they're in there, you know, like nonviolent offenders who are in there for three to five years, something like that. And I'm guessing that's the overwhelming majority of people in jail. I've never actually looked at the chart. But I'm guessing most are, most are in there for short runs. Like It's easy for me to call three to five years a short run. But I think the longest relationship I've ever been in was three to five years. So anyway, hopefully this current one lasts forever. But uh, proud of that. So I, uh, three to five years is a long time if you're in jail doing it, I'm sure. They need the opportunity to learn a skill, learn a trade, or get better at the one that they have. You know, I, I know we, people cringe when I think about, you know, turning prisons into Votex centers and stuff, but what would you rather have? You know, if you, if you, if you look out big picture, what would you rather have? People come out of jail, better criminals and negatively affecting the population when they get out or come out with a skill set. And hopefully, you know, the prison system has a network with employers. MDOC has a network with employers to, hey, look, this guy came out. Almost like they're graduating college, man. He, look, he, he scored high in all these categories. He graduated top of his class at welding or uh, barber college or whatever the case may be. I would much rather have a guy come out, or a lady, come out with a skill set than a skill set in thugonomics or or ghetto chemistry, ghetto pharmacy. I think that's common sense there. Let's see here. Oh, my point being about Burl Kane, they've I know that that's something they're trying to do. They got a barber college in one of the in one of the prisons now. I like that. I dig that. You know, we we, we should we should talk about the good things every now and then. At least that's what y'all tell me. Um, unknown texture. Send them to wars, dirty dozen kind of stuff. Reduce sentence for successful mission. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Of course, I'm not in the military. There's probably some military guys saying right now, they're going, no, don't do that. There's probably a million reasons why not to do that. And I understand I'm a crazy person. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it just sounds good on the surface. So I, I reserved the right to be wrong. Um, unknown texture. So, so, so talk about personal responsibility. Yep. Let's see. Brian has a question. He said, what is the purpose of the highway patrol? Really? They write tickets and work wrecks. A lot of time they are unavailable and the deputies have to work the wrecks. Now I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't know. My grandmother retired from the highway patrol. My aunt retired from the highway patrol. My mother was a highway patrol uh, and MBI 
undercover MBI for a while prior to my birth. So I have, I do have a soft spot for the, for the MHP and their job is to write tickets and work wrecks. And then of course you have MBI investigators, which is a whole nother thing. So, but I do understand that there is some tension there at times between, uh, police departments and sheriff's departments and the highway patrol, maybe not assisting. These are just things I've heard. I don't know personally. So to answer your question, you know, I I guess you kind of answered your own question. Thanks for the question, Brian, by the way, Bobcat says WLBT also reported on the state trooper again, no name. I'm sure the name will come out soon. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hey, Clint. Man, how you doing, brother? Hey, brother. How you doing, Teddy? Man, without diving too deep into what you know, um, yeah. as far as the college, I mean, the, the haircutting school for inmates, I think that's great. But, but here's the thing they got to do. They really need to do it. Before you're accepted into that barber school, you, have had to, you should have to prove yourself somewhere as a trustee, picking up trash, doing potholes, having to get up and go to, quote, unquote, work every day. And then you earn your way into that. And here's the reason why. A skill without a work ethic is useless. So you, you, you earn your way into those trade schools. You don't just get gifted it because you're incarcerated. You bust your butt doing potholes, and everybody can call it slave labor or whatever. That's a hort, that's a load of crap. What it is is an opportunity to teach somebody work ethic that's probably never had it before. And then maybe they'll do that skill and they'll appreciate that skill. But if you teach somebody a skill, they don't have any work, work ethic when they get out, they're just going to go back to doing what they've always done. And I, I feel very, very, very strongly about that. Amen, brother. That's one of the best calls we've ever had. Appreciate it, man. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Teddy. Yep. Teddy makes a great point. You don't just just be bored and sign up. You need to prove that you've earned the right, the earned it, the option, the ability to to sign up and be a part of that. I mean, if you're going to get free schooling at, at the cost of the taxpayers, earn that you prove that you've earned it. Earn it. You know, show that you deserve it. Great call, Teddy. Let's see here. Jerry, as I pick up the phone, sends in a text, says, Votech schools at community college will will buck that being done in prisons. They'd lose on tuition. Maybe you involve them in it. Maybe you involve them in it somehow or another. You know, what do they call it? School, the school to prison pipeline? How about the prison to school pipeline? Job says, and some of these texts came in earlier, so if we're getting off topic a little, I apologize, but people take the time to send texts. I want to take the time to read them when we can. Job says, there comes a time when people prove they're not compatible with society. If, if you can't handle freedom, responsibility, you don't deserve it. Our criminal justice system is set up to recognize and assess value to patterns of criminal behavior not just isolated events. The only people who take issue with this are criminals and the families of criminals who have a higher allegiance to their emotional feelings than their deductive reasoning. I can't argue all of that either. I mean, it makes a great point there. And I do have sympathy for the families. And but that also goes back to the responsibility of the of the criminal to not put themselves in a situation where their families had to be in that situation later. So I definitely, I see that side of it 100%. Great text. Paul 
says usually when the habitual offender law gets applied, the sentence is what they call natural life in Miss in Mississippi. That is twenty years. Have a good friend that got hit with that. His his were one felony possession of weed, one and a half ounces. Two probation violation for failing drug tests. Three possession one gram of cocaine. Habitual offender. Life sentence. Twenty years. And that's where I have an issue. That's that is a lot for that. But what was he on probation for? And then you you peel that onion back. It was like, how did we get here? So, but for for that one particular incident with the three, that's a lot. Um, unknown texture says LGBTQ fear is why they are blasting the MHP name. Aren't blasting the MHP name. Maybe so. I don't. I don't know if that's it. Uh, let's see. Kimberly says, "Back in the Old Testament, the good Lord would just kill you right then and there. They would, but the good Lord knew for beyond a shadow of a doubt who was guilty too, right? Because God don't make mistakes." Uh, unknown texture. Stealing a horse used to be a hanging offense. If you get the death sentence in China, they shoot you that day. Then bill your family for the execution. Let's take a break on that one. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by Men's Health of Mississippi. Guys, get over there today to Men's Health of Mississippi. Get your testosterone levels and all your other levels checked out. You may qualify for low testosterone or te- you may qualify for you may have low testosterone and qualify for low for testosterone treatment testosterone therapy treatment trt testosterone replacement therapy I, I i will get this right at some point go get your levels checked men's health mississippi are you suffering from lack of morning wood erectile dysfunction same thing obesity low energy depression not sleeping good, just feel blah all the time. You're over 35, over 40 years old, somewhere in that area. Go get your levels checked. You probably got low testosterone. Man, within a few weeks, you will start feeling a world of difference. Trust me on this. I um, my 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 body has changed in the almost year I've been on it. The nine since February, so it's that about nine months. I don't even I don't even think I look like the same person anymore. I'm sleeping better, more productive, everything. So at menshealthms.com, start there, menshealthms.com and they're located right there in Madison at 120 Fountains Boulevard. And again, the website be the best place to start, menshealthms.com. You can schedule your appointments and all on there, get in touch with them. Uh, see Scott today. You will not regret it, and she will thank you for it later. Trust me. All right, let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hey, man. <clears throat> the reason they used to hang people for horse theft <clears throat> is because usually if you stole somebody's horse, they died of dehydration. And that's a horrible way to die. And so... uh that's why horse theft was a hanging offense. I like it. 
<laughs> I know it sounds it sounds brutal, but I think the you know the the crime itself created a brutal situation for people. Yeah. Hey, so. well, you know, I'm sure I'm sure the PETA folks would absolutely love to start uh, bringing back death for death for for horse thieves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So. <laughs> Whole another conversation for another day. <laughs> I know it. I know it, man. Hey, man, I appreciate what you do. Hey, you I appreciate great day. Appreciate you, brother. Have a blessed one. All right, man. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, appreciate you. Good stuff there. Good stuff there. Um, Reagan can says on the Guns and Gear text line, what happened to the exercise guy that used to be on your show every Tuesday? Man, he decided to just, uh, do more exercises, I guess. I don't know. You know, those are, I mean, I, that's Anson. I like Anson. He just, uh, he decided to go a different direction. You know, it, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, let's see here. Woodrow says, the probation program is rigged for failure. The parolees must pay, then go to the parole officer during their work day to pay their graft, their graft and the officer pay their fines. Hard to keep a job or stay out of jail when you have to leave work to go to parole office. Yeah, you know, the parole, the probation thing, it, 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 it's better than sitting in jail. I, here's looking at it from two different angles. Uh, you have people I think need to be on probation, like drug offenders. Like I think people who are drug use offenders, not drug dealer offenders, people who are clearly addicts. I think once you've got them detoxed and you get them on some kind of probation, drug court, whatever you want to call it, and they have to do weekly drug tests and check-ins, and hey, I mean, look, and also on the probation thing, while it is a bad situation, it's better than being in jail. So, you know, plan accordingly. But yeah, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some things that could be done differently to make it easier for people to keep jobs and all that. I definitely won't argue that at all. Uh, easy for me to sit here and say this, but maybe I'm just throwing poop against the wall. Maybe have a probation officer, you know, that works after hours like a law enforcement type thing. Maybe there's a, a third shift that can work. And those for people who can't get off during the day. Heck, this is a, just a conversation from my personal life. Uh, had, had a similar conversation about somebody trying to get a dentist visit, trying to go see the dentist during the day. Apparently you can't, you can't get into a dentist office after three o'clock and some bosses get upset. If you got to leave before three o'clock, to go to a dentist, but your hands are tied. It's like, I got to. You know, if you got to go, go have three or four teeth pulled or three or four different procedures over a couple of weeks, well, you miss a half a day of work to go do it because you can't get into a dentist after hours and on Saturdays. So, I, I, off subject there, but, but similar. I, I think there's some very enterprising people could make a lot of money Offering after hours services for people who can't get off work. 24 hour DMD. I just gave somebody a million dollar idea. I'd like a little cut kickback from it when, uh, when you make your millions. All right. We have read a lot of texts today. Let's, 
I really need to take a break. I'm, I'm going to. We, we ran over last time. Let me take a quick break. When I come back, we'll be back on schedule. And I want to get into the the insurrection that happened in D.C. last night. You probably didn't hear about it, unless you were on X, because they weren't allowed to be spoken of anywhere else. I don't think it was on the news anywhere. Of course, I don't watch the news, so it very well could have been. Yep, there was a far-left insurrection in Washington, D.C. last night in front of the Democratic National Headquarters. The left is eating itself, and it's oh so glorious. I hope they sprinkle some Tony Satchery on it when they're doing it. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing, Mississippi's number one roof repair and replacement experts, located right here in central Mississippi, locally owned, locally operated. Here is one of their 959 five-star Google reviews. This is three days ago from Gary P. It says, I am very satisfied with the service and quality. Let's see here. With the service and quality performed by Watkins. My home looks wonderful due to the work quality they did. Another one. Barry, this is from yesterday. Barry W. says, absolute perfect experience. Everyone that I dealt with was very professional, personable, and very friendly. Their communication throughout the entire process, I keep telling y'all, their communication throughout the entire process was overboard, overboard, and every week they followed up with their work, with their work, their crews were like a machine, sorry, I had to answer the phone. The crews were like a machine. It's kind of hard to read these guys. All right, here we go. Their crews were like a machine in action, 100% satisfied. Few businesses could handle a business transaction this well from start to finish. Would absolutely recommend them to anyone. And uh, sorry for reading that. They have these kind of boxed up there, I'm trying to scroll down. But with all that said, I talk to y'all constantly about the communication throughout the process, and that is something that Watkins excels in. And at some point, Michael Deere, the owner over there, will be able to write a book about leadership and how to build a business and how to and customer satisfaction. Oh, if you're if you're starting a business and you're dependent on um, customer service to be one of your hallmarks, you should do business with Watkins Construction and Roofing just to see what customer service actually looks like. And take some notes and call it a call it a a lesson learned, an investment into your business. You might be able to write that off on your taxes. I don't know that. I'm just being facetious. But that's how good they are. You will not regret it. A lot of these construction companies, they send these independent crews out there and they make a mess of your yard. They don't take care of your landscaping. They got the radios boom, boom, booming, some nasty rap music or stuff you don't want to hear. You know, just bothering everybody. They don't look professional. You don't know what you don't know anything about them. Watkins sends out a professional crew. They're courteous. They're respectful. They clean up after themselves. You'll never know they were there, except your loot, your leak is fixed or your roof is new. That'll be the only sign that Watkins was ever on the property. Check them out online for your at WatkinsConstructionInc.com today. They'll come out. They'll get you a complimentary roof assessment and. uh See what your problems may be. See if you have any problems at all. 
You may not even need any work done, but it's good to get it checked and let them get you rolling. They'll work with your insurance companies and all of that. All right, let's take a call. Hey, good morning, you're on there. Hey, good morning, Clay. Look, I just want to uh, kind of give everybody a little personal insight on, on the prison bill. My nephew, years ago, 15 years ago, uh, got sentenced to life in Florida. And deservingly, he, he did some bad. He didn't kill anybody, but he did some bad stuff. And I thought, hell, I'd never hear from him again. You know, that, that was my boy. You know what I mean? Anyway, about six weeks ago, I get a phone call Sunday morning. And it's my nephew. He's been out for six days. And I was like, wow. You know, I mean, it just blew my mind. And But it was obviously, it was great to hear from him. And uh, we get to talking and... and and he's telling me, man, that just some of the most horrific stuff you could have ever imagine done, you know, not only by the inmates, by the guards. I mean, it's, trust me, he don't want to go back. But anyway, so now they've got him on probation. They, they put him in a halfway house that he has to be at, on, you know, with a curfew. Crack house on the right, crack house on the left, crack house in front of him, boards walking up and down the street. I mean, just straight up set up for failure. Absolutely. And Just last, t- testing all your temptation. Yeah, the last thing the warden t- said to him before he left was, uh, we'll leave the light on for you. Well, I mean, you put put a fellow in that situation, you know, I mean, you've got to be a show enough strong will, son of a gun, not to fall to the temptation. And, you know, I'm I'm talking to him, and I'm giving him pep rally, pep talk, you know, get your job, you know, hang in there. He's got a program now that, I'm not sure what it's called, but they help him find work. Well, he's about to start with Amazon, which was a great opportunity. Uh, man, dude, and, the benefits and everything. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, that, and I'm like, but I'm like, dude, you've still got, you, you've got that, you've got that carrot hanging in front of you, man. You know, don't, don't let temptation snatch that carrot away from you, man. You know, and, but it just blows my mind. You know, I mean, I've got friends that've been to jail, spent a little time in prison, but no one as long as my nephew. Yeah, man, just the stories he told me. It's just, I mean, to bring tears to you guys, dude. Yeah, man, I follow a couple guys on YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff that these guys that spend some time in prison and they, their channels revolve around telling stories about prison and some of the things. If you ever thought about living on, you know, toting that, living in the gray area there between civility and incivility or criminal and criminal, you know, and, and not, not committing crimes, I tell you what, you go watch this stuff. And if you ain't never been to jail and you're out doing dumb stuff, it will make you absolutely think twice about doing anything that could make you end up in prison. It is nowhere. The the movies can't make it can't make it bad enough for how it really is in there. Um, you know, and there's I don't think there's enough. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I mean, surely there's there's some people out there who are, you know, trying to get some of this, you know, illegal stuff in the prison is out of the prisons. You know, and, you know, I think some of these ex-inmates would be, you know, great to, to help those folks, you know, to tell them what to look for. You know, which guys, to, you know, now if they're out, they don't have to fear reprimand, you know, and say, look, you need to be looking at this case. Well, yeah, just like the you FBI, know? just like the FBI hires, you know, former uh, bad check writers to, to to do that or just whatever. You know, people hire people who were who were experts in whatever field that they were criminals in to come in and train them on how to look for these things. Yeah, it makes a great point. Yep. 
I appreciate you. Yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to call in and give y'all a little insight. But man, it's tough out there. It's tough for them. It's bad tough for them. Man, you know, ho- holler back anytime. You know, here in a couple weeks, a month down the road. You know, let us know how your uh, how your nephew's doing. Is it nephew or cousin? He's my nephew. Nephew, yeah. Let us know how he's doing here in the future. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, that you know that that is. I mean, them halfway houses, and of course, it ain't like they, it ain't like somebody's gonna let you put a halfway house in the middle of a good neighborhood. But they, um, that's tough. But it's still better than jail, and you got to fight your temptations. But it, 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 it's talk about hanging a carrot in front of somebody. They're bad carrots too, right? Carrots of prostitutes and drugs and women and just all that stuff right there in front of you. Crack houses on both sides. Man, you see them folks pulling up, making that money. You know, especially like you're an old drug dealer. You went to jail making a bunch of money, and you're working at McDonald's or something now, and you have to go back to this halfway house and be very humbled. Getting that Bible. Getting that Bible. That's all I can say. All right. I didn't get to get to this today, so we are going to get to this real quick to end the show. We've got a little, little few minutes left. There was an insurrection last night. In Washington, D.C. But it's only an insurrection when Republicans do it, right? When MAGA, not even Republicans, when MAGA does it, America first is an insurrection. This was out in front of the Democrat National Headquarters last night. Here, I want y'all to hear this nut job. I'm pretty sure there's no cussing. I've listened to this three or four times. I didn't pick up anything. I got my finger on the trigger if anything sneaks through. But this is a bunch of far-left, pro-Palestine writers basically trying to burn down Washington, D.C., and mom is the word from the media. Inside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality, and we're saying that we want them to live up to their values and oppose this horrific war and call for a ceasefire now, and we're being responded to by the police shoving anti-war activists down the stairs shoving peaceful protesters back with their bikes. And because our party, our party that 80% of us want a ceasefire, would rather beat up protesters. Hold on, keep it continue. One second, one second, one second. So they're out there rioting. I hope y'all can understand some of that. Just imagine your typical uh, light-skinned girl hooting and hollering and screaming about, as they're trying to burn a building down and tear and, and, and have an insurrection, they want a ceasefire. I, am I the only one? And, and they're, they're at the DNC headquarters. But tell us who's running the country without telling us who's running the country. Well, America can't make Israel and Palestine have a ceasefire. I, I, I don't have a side on this. I, I really don't. Because I'm not going to be mad at the side y'all tell me I have to be mad at. But it, I just don't care. I mean, I hate I hate that innocent people are getting killed. I mean, I still think Palestine initiated this. I don't care what Israel did to them over over the years. Palestine decided to, and, y'all, and Hamas is the government. I know that much. They parachuted over there, paraglided, whatever, killed a bunch of innocent people, women and children, and now you're mad that the same thing's happening to y'all or them or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a 
complex geopolitical solution for this. But where I come from, we call it effing around and finding out. Now, how much, how much finding out they should have to do? Well, I don't know. Until Israel feels righted, until they feel whole again, I guess. I just think that we should let them do whatever, and we should stay out of it. That's my thoughts on it. Speaking of F around and finding out, when we come back, we're going to have about a minute and a half left. And I'm going to tell you all about the lady in Jackson yesterday who got on the wrong side of a taser with JPD. We'll be right back. Welcome back in as we get ready to land the plane for the day here on the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, grab some Acme pizza and daiquiris for dinner tonight, 4 p.m. to midnight, right there at Fan and Mart on the Res. Always good to get by there. They got daiquiris to go or delivery. They got pizza, pasta, everything. Dine in, carry out, or delivery. Acme pizza and daiquiris, 4 p.m. to midnight, seven days a week. All right, real quick. Yesterday, the video is up on my TikTok and my Instagram at SaveJXN, at SaveJXN, TikTok and Instagram, if you want to see it. A lady, she effed around. She found out. She busted out some She busted out some police vehicle. I can't talk. Busted the windows out of a police vehicle, showing her butt, lost her mind. You know, can't nobody touch me. I'm Chakwe Antar Lumumba supporter. Free the land. Free the land. Can't nobody do nothing to me. Black Lives Matter. Well, black officer <laughs> pulled out his stun gun and said, Bop, boy, she fell forwards like a tree. Timber. It was fabulous. It was a so satisfying to watch it was so satisfying to watch like one of these purple-haired uh liberals get snatched up by the police i love it it's so satisfying anyway we gave her the fafo championship yesterday you can go see that video on my instagram and my tiktok at save jackson save jxn I'll be back here tomorrow with Sean York Curran. Coming up next, Mike Madison, followed by Jamison Haygood from noon to two. Kim Wade from four to six. Podcast will be available shortly. Stay safe. Peace.